Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today it's the New Year's edition. Uh, We're almost at New Year's Eve. Uh, We are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from July 11th of 1992. And if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button, the thumbs up button, and subscribe to the channel. It makes Hopper happy, especially while we're still in the Christmas and holiday spirit of things. Uh, We're past Christmas as of the drop of this date. And New Year's Eve is on the horizon. So happy New Year, you degenerates out there listening to this wonderful show. I am sitting here with Doc Hopper is supposed to be joining us, although it may be about 30 minutes or so before you hear the dulcet tones. Doc is not happy with Hopper right now, (laughs) but uh, I'll let him take that heat. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, kind of. Harper's got me in a fussy mood. Uh, here's the thing. Why has he got you in a fussy mood? You got to say that. And you're going to get heat for this because he's a superstar. Why has he got I you know. in a pissy mood? Because it's not that we work around him. Because we work around everybody. That's yes. the nature of doing a show. That's the nature of, of being adults and trying to pull off a, a, a mud show podcast. Right. Is that it is two nights before Thanksgiving and we're doing this now to accommodate you. We constantly accommodate my youth sports chauffeur schedule. And Harper has a job where he has to work late a lot of times. So it's not the fact that we have to accommodate him. More than happy to do what we need to do to accommodate anyone and all three of us. It's that Harper will not respond with just the simplest, like, hey, I got this message. Hey, I understand what y'all are saying. I'm on board. He just goes radio silent until you get some meme about taking mushrooms and eating ass or something. And it's just bizarre. That's the thing. He he won't. He won't. He goes radio silent on the time. But he... He'll send you a meme or multiple memes of of random shit. He's like, bruh, can, can you respond to the message about tonight? Because, hey, we're, we're, you we, know, we're, we're working. Like you said, we're working around things, man. Like, I got a lot going on. Like in You my- have a lot going on, and, and I've been there in the past. And he does, too. I'm not, I, not as much as us. <laughs> 
but he has a life and we we try to respect that you know we try to give everybody their equal opportunity to you know live in this world now it will have already happened and we're two holidays past but are you this is i'm making a point here are you hosting this year uh, the the thanksgiving meal i mean that's i don't know if, well i'm trying to figure out if you have more people over than me because i mean you have your parents um, and um lawanda Lo- and her yeah. husband and maybe uh a niece but she's uh depends on how COVID turns out we might end up having close to the same amount i mean like okay. I, you know yeah and, it's, so here's it's my close because yeah, i got a brother-in-law here's my point but, about this because yeah nobody out there listens karen who shows up here yeah no shit but my point my point is you know and, and i know that if cowboys yeah. play today what time uh yeah cowboys uh play it at 335 they've been playing for the last 40 years a very very inflated 10 and a half point favorites which i think we might actually cover um but here's the thing you know and i know that when your other half has one person coming in from the outside and they're hosting a, a holiday it sends the days prior into chaos oh yeah yeah so we're working around years christmas thanksgiving yeah all that can you go move this can you get the card table out of the shed can you sweep the garage can you restain the back side of the fence in case somebody goes over there and looks at it (laughs) you know you know what i'm saying so here's my question for you if we did celebrity btt wife swap I'm pretty sure that you and I could be put in any position and survive the time period. Yeah. Cause we just know how to just head, head down and keep, keep moving. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. And, and it can't, it, 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 it's, it's bullshit, but it's at least this new bullshit, you know, I'll see what mm-hmm. this bullshit's like for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're with Harper's girl, she's gone at the bar a lot of times. So you just, you know, you're just sitting there playing Xbox. You're living Harper's life. Oh God. Must on, be nice. Huh? Putting on, putting on cargo shorts and cleaning your gun. <laughs> um, now how long would That's Harper a joke for anybody who doesn't realize it, <laughs> but proceed. Now, if you're Harper, how long does he last in either one of our households before he's just ready to go find the nearest Burger King? Depends. See, football. I feel on, like so yours. Might... I feel like yours. I feel like yours would have been worse seven, eight years ago. I don't know. I, I think it. I think as long as the the football is entertaining and and whatnot, I think it's. I think he survives. I'm not talking about for I'm not talking about for Thanksgiving. I'm talking about oh. a week of life. Oh no, I did. Mm-mm. He can't. Nah, he. I don't think he could do it. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Is that Couple he would days, struggle maybe? to? Yeah, he would struggle to cover just the simplest of bases. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, this is the final show of 2023. Another calendar year we've taken down that, yeah, that's nobody can slay a year like us 
Yeah, I mean, if you remember, after the first six months of this show, you were like, man, I don't know if we can keep doing this. Oh, yeah, man. It was rough. It was real rough. We, you know, we weren't very, you get six we months very... in and you're less than 100 downloads in one episode for that week. You're like, man, I don't know. And you can keep plugging along. That's yeah. the thing. Like, that's the thing I tell people because, you know, folks say, oh, man, how do you how do you do it? How do you get an audience? You do just it. Just keep doing shows. Like there's no there's no magic solution. Everybody's like, yeah, but Cornette well, had you on his show. Well, what you're missing there is there was a year and a half of shows before that ever happened. Maybe a little longer, a year and nine months or so. It was and we weren't actually, very good. Actually, it was close to two years when I think about it. So almost two years in, I believe, you know, so that's, that's a hundred weeks of shows bef- almost before it happens on Cornette. So and we didn't know what we were doing. It took longer. It, it was more prep. It was just, ugh. yeah, it was the, the, the early years were, were disgusting in many ways trying to cover but the, now we're here. the early stuff. We started you know, at the, the bottom. Stuff. Now we're here started at the bottom now we're here um 2024 is going to be our year new year new us right well i don't know about new us um that seems a little you know impossible at this point we're kind of (laughs) setting our ways um say that sounds a little bit too broad logic is yeah i don't want to get canceled so I have a, um, as we're kind of, you know, running the ball a little bit, getting the clock moving, kind of starting to stretch our legs here to get ready for the superstars uh, appearance on the show. Um, I have a question for you. We've been doing these little discussion questions uh, recently, a little conversations at the beginning, gentlemen, scholarly conversations. Um, I got one for you. What is your personal favorite calendar year of wrestling? God, that's too hard to do. That's just, I mean, 1984, Mid-South. Okay. Kind of hard to beat that. But it that is... I hate that question sometimes, or I hate having a discussion about it because then you'll... Like, it's kind of hard to then... Well, it was either talk about this, or we were going to do a 2023 year-in-review show where we went through each week and talked no. about what we liked about ourselves. No, no, no. Here, the, the thing that's hard about it is because then you also have to... When I say that, God, that means I'm, like, dismissing, like, 1983 World Class when the Freebirds and Von Erichs pop off real good after the cage door Christmas of the 82 because you get the good stuff you get that Christmas you get a Christmas I mean uh, the entire year of 83 and it even bleeds over in 84 um, and then you got to also think about man you get Crockett just freaking just riding on the edge of a lightning bolt baby going on in 1986 you know stuff we've covered it's so hard like, there's too, way too many quality like years that qualify um which makes it really hard 
You have four years? That qualify for the discussion. Oh, Jesus. Well, that doesn't surprise me. You're saying you have four that you'd consider. Okay. No, no, I actually, I'm sorry. I, I can't count. I have three. So I said three right there as well. Yeah, I got um, okay. 83, 86. And this one may surprise you. Are you a certain territory or just year? Year. I mean, but it's okay. because of it's because of the same things you mentioned. It's world class. Okay. And Crockett. Um I'm gonna also say ninety eight. You but you about to blow up my inbox with that comment, but I know why you're saying it. Austin but. and McMahon. The the old school heads are who do appreciate that are like, what about the territory? And what about Crockett? And yeah, I, I can already Aust- hear it. Austin and McMahon cannot be denied. Like well, it's about yeah. once a month that me and both of my kids watch oh, Jesus. watch Austin hit him in the head with a <laughs> bedpan <laughs> and laugh. And it's still still fun. So, yeah. but I'm going to say, I think it has to be for me, 83 in world class because of just the nuclear, nuclear heat for the Freebirds. And that was the year I got, that's the thing, the territory and, and the year I got into wrestling. Man, that shit pops off, dude. And so you... You never, you never get that back in life. You never get that feeling back in the bottle of like when something's new and exciting and you don't quite understand what all is going on, but that's even kind of better. You know. It was electric. I mean, and, yeah, and you it. still had David alive. You didn't have any of the death. It was all the fun without any of the baggage. <laughs> Bash was beating the hell out of each other. When it was wrestling. Yeah, that's good stuff. You know, I, I, I will toot your horn about when you say 98 with Austin and McMahon. The thing is, if you're a new listener and you're hearing Doc say that, he's told me for years, I hate, he's he, this is exact words, I hate the WWF, I hate, I hate most of the stuff they ever did, even the WWE, he's like, you know, and before the the bloodline, because I think you've changed. You know, you would give that. The I love the CM Punk stuff that was happening. I loved. I loved things that happened, but overall, their philosophy on wrestling is not one that I share. Yeah, and you, the only time period you ever tooted their horn, as Arn Anderson says, toot toot. We're gonna give out the toot toot award later tonight. You've always said Austin McMahon. Like you always come back to that. You're like, that's the only thing they. They, you used to say it's the only thing they ever did that you were like, yeah, I'll give them credit for it. And now I'm starting to wonder if I should. No, that, that's a, that's a hell of an error. It's perfect. I mean, you had the things like where he's the CEO at Titan Towers and he's got the briefcase full of beers and he's teaching the receptionist how to answer the phone. When that glass broke, that was the closest thing of hysterical nature that you could find to when the Von Erics would come out in 83. He he did. Just the flipping off and MF and your boss. Yep. Like captivated. But get world. this. He, he um, that fool in his life and getting past just the year. 
He's told a former president, no matter what you may think of the guy, told him in the ring that if he didn't stay in line, he'd drop him and kick his ass right there. Well, he wasn't the president of the U.S. or former president at the time, no. He told be... Mike Tyson what to do in a ring. Yeah. Just in control. It, it, it just... It's it, it's a feeling when you watched Austin Austin in his prime. It, the crazy part is, you know, we're here. We are. We're summer of ninety two, about to get into late ninety two. It, it time becomes different when you get older because like five years in time is nothing to us now. But in five years time, this dude is going to start his like basic mediocre ride. You know, just. Meteoric rise. Like it's naturally maybe. And it's going to happen after he starts to break down. That's the other crazy thing. Yeah. Like he, it's just, look, it's easy for, I say this all the time when we, when we do these shows, it is so easy for us to look at Austin back then and go, we see it. Like we see it as we watch it. We see it in the promos, even though he doesn't get a ton of promo time. We see it in the in ring stuff. You look at Stone Cold Steve Austin and you're like, how the piss did they not realize they had the biggest star in the freaking industry in 1992 and 91? Like, how did they not see it? But it's easy for us to say that because we know the end of the story. It's like saying, oh, well, what do you mean? How do you know? You know, why don't you know how the, the story ends? Like, it's easy for us to say that right now today because we, we know how the story ends. But it's I can't help but continue to say because it. it's like, I don't know, Doc, you can see it. Tell me, you, tell me you can see it like me every single week. You can. It's He pops off the screen, bro. It's, it's, it doesn't pop off the screen like Stone Cold did. Don't get me wrong. But you can just see the makings of greatness there. And they fired him. He got fired. He he didn't he didn't they didn't just be like, yeah, you know, we're not re-signing, you know, just contract lapse or whatever. It's like, nah, here's your here's your walking papers. Mm. And then and then he goes to ECW, like, you know, Paul Lee, hey, you know, you want to come in? And Austin's like, Well, I'm I'm injured. I can't really work. He's like, Well, I got a I think I heard Paul Lee say it before. Well, I got a TV show and we can give you a microphone. It, it so like for for whatever you think of Paul Lee, because I think he's a freaking, you know, con man in many ways. But for whatever you think of Paul Heyman, Paul Lee dangerously, like he knew. Or, or who I mean, doesn't like Paul Lee? I'm saying, like, look, Paul Lee's a con man. He, of course. Okay, so that's what Most I mean by the that. People in the wrestling business that we appreciate could be classified in that same area i guess there are levels to it too but my point being like paul paul knew i can't you know he can't wrestle but goddamn, i'll just give the kid a microphone and let him go off and that's what he did on ecw tv he just talked <laughs> like i remember seeing those back then i was like what is he doing and then i started to like get with it. i was like oh this is entertaining. And it's like the, like people, you you know, doc, you hear people say with the ECW stuff with him, it's like, Oh, it's the first inkling of stone cold. I don't know if I believe that now. Cause I like we be, we see it now, like in 91, 92, we're like, I hear a little stone cold in that. Like mm-hmm. it's just the beginning. It's just starting to sprout. It's like you planted some 
you know, some vegetables in your vegetable garden and you're just starting to see the little stem come up. It's like, I see a little Austin, you know, a little stone cold there. I didn't mean to yeah. go down a stone so, cold rant, but yeah, it's, it's. No, uh, so let me ask you. 98 something. 84, 84 Mid-South. For those that don't know, and I can't imagine there are many though. What's the big, what's the big thing there that makes it so great for you? Oh, I mean, Jim Cornette, Midnight Express, like, I mean, Corny's promos. It's like, you don't realize how young he is at the time. You're like, he's just a kid. He's out there cutting promos and just verbally assassinating, just slaying people. I mean, just silver tooth tongue. It just, I mean, just silver tongue, just slashing people. Um, and of course you got the midnight express. You got, so you got, you know, you got, you got Bobby and Dennis Condry, uh, rock and roll express. Um, obviously junkyard dog is still there at the time. Uh, Deep, deep bench, deep roster. Oh yeah. Very, very deep. You know, and that was, that's, um, the the talent trade happened in late 83 with Memphis. So, you go in eighty four and you just you just you just loaded with talent. I mean, you know, well, you just loaded with talent is the best way. To and put that's it. one of those things though that when you get those old promotions to start clicking like that with, whether it was Mid South World Class or even Crockett, it's that you have the the main event is special, the storytelling, the matches, whatever. But then you've got the the mid upper mid card or the semi mains that are also clicking as well. So like in world class, you start to get Jimmy Garvin and Iceman and Chris Adams and Gino underneath all that. And they're rolling or you get, you know, the stuff on Crockett that's the the horseman underneath Flair and all of that going or Mid-South, the the secondary feuds. And when it all starts clicking together, oof, it's a thing. Iceman, Garvin and Adams, they came in all around the same time. Like, yeah. Oh people realize how close that's like having were. that draft for, in sports and you hit on some guys that you weren't supposed to and now you you jumped a year or two in your process the insanity of it is like all those territories and they just catch fire all around the same time and then i think i heard Cornette talk about this years ago it's like you know within five years everything's on its ass ass it, it it is, I mean, it cable television. We've talked about this at nauseum. It's changed everything, but how quickly it all just dissolved. Five years but, in the wrestling business is forever. Now, what that tells me is that five years from now, we're going to be the biggest in the game, the best maybe. in the industry. <laughs> industry experts or insiders, um, but that was a yeah. great discussion, Doc. But I do need to give us a couple shout outs uh, before Let's do we. It. Uh, um, so I wanted to let you wrap that up in case you had anything else. But big time shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassy, my children, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon and sponsoring this show. And then a shout out to one new patron, Travis. No last name or initial for the last name was given, but he's new to Patreon. Uh, thanks for signing up. And by the time you hear this, it'll be a month after you've signed up. Uh, as I say that. Be like Travis and all of our wonderful patrons out there. The only way you're going to hear the Great American Bash pay-per-view review that will air the day after this drops 
is by going to Patreon at tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. We're going to cover the go-home show for the Great American Bash pay-per-view tonight. But the only way you can listen to our review of the Great American Bash for 1992 is by going to Patreon. tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. Great way to not only support the show, but you get tons of extra content, including Wrestlers, the Netflix docu-series that Doc and I have covered uh, and hopefully by the time you hear this, maybe you heard one with Harper too. At least that's what the plan is, but it hasn't been recorded yet. So who knows in this space time continuum we're in wrestlers, f- fantastic documentary on Netflix and doc and I uh, have basically covered it all at this point or almost we're getting close to maybe it's done by the time you hear it along with uh, Tales from the Territories, Dark Side of the Ring, all that available on Patreon, the ECW shows, the NWA Power shows, all available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. Over 400 Patreon-exclusive shows are available there. Uh, Doc, anything else? Um, We're recording this not just a few days after we recorded July 4th, 92, so we don't have any five-star reviews. We are still giving shout-outs, so please submit them. But before I get into... This next episode from July 11, 1982, I needed to ask Doc if you have anything. No. All right. I need to need to open up the video version. So talk about something for a second while I get. Oh, gee, thanks. Okay. well, um, I, you know. (laughs) Christmas time is a good time, you know, happy holiday season (laughs) greetings. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Merry New Year. All that good stuff, right? You gonna be out this? Uh, th- you gonna be out this New Year's Eve out kicking, hanging, and banging on the streets? What do you think, Tinker Bell? Okay, uh, are you gonna be awake at midnight? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not a. That's not a problem. Like that's that's nothing. Okay. Like I, I mean, I won't. I won't be out because <sighs> just <laughs> I'm old, bruh, and. I can drink at home. I don't want to be out on the streets. Bunch of drunks. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I it's safer at home. It's much safer at home. Much, much safer. Much safer. Now, if I was in New Orleans where I'm like just a couple blocks away from family or friends and, you know, that's a different story. But where we live, you got to drive far to go see your friends. And that just feels like a recipe for disaster on New Year's Eve. That's when you see those cherry, those, the, the cop lights and you, mm, no thanks. All right, doc. Well, let me get the video version going. We are talking July 11th, 1992. Once again, Harper should be joining us shortly. Uh, we're a minute away from when he said he would be ready. Uh, so on that note, um, just, just putting that out there. This show was taped June the 29th of 1992 and was the second half of the taping from the 29th. During the introduction, uh, we get a little bit of Watts and JR. And uh, this show aired, like I was saying a few minutes ago, the day before the Great American Bash, which uh, which is on July 12th of 92. Watts tells us that last Sunday in the Omni, Brad Armstrong won the light heavyweight title and Terry Gordy and Dr. Death won the world tag belts from the Steiners. And Watts then cuts a promo on the cartoon that some wrestling orgs have turned into. So really a loaded just drop of stuff 
at the very beginning of the show related to Brad winning the light heavyweight title and Gordy and Dr. Death winning the world title, world tag titles from the Steiners. And then Watts uh, basically calling out Vince McMahon without calling out Vince McMahon. Doc, any thoughts from the opening here? Yeah, lots of thoughts here. So um, I haven't I have not watched watched the uh, Great American Bash, so I don't know how this is going to impact that. But I got to tell you. I see it both ways, like, hey. The world and this wrestling world keeps going, even when you're not tuned in and some things happen. So you need to get out to the arenas and see things. I get that. I like that. It makes it feel like a wrestling promotion and not a TV show. I do question the wisdom of doing two title changes right before your pay-per-view. You know? Keep in mind, related to the uh, world tag titles, you, you've still got the the rest of the NWA tournament, and you're going to crown an NWA, cha- NWA world tag champion there too i'm in agreement with you i think i see both sides of it um on one side you this 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 is a watts thing i mean he he would do this in the south what what are you talking about here so i do see the side of it where it's like we we need a it's omni so you know omni is the staple building for this territory for this promotion I see the side of it where it's like, look, man, these people are paying money to come see it just because it's not televised. We can't never do a title change. And you can't always toot the horn of, man, you know, you come to live events, you never know what you're going to see. Look what you saw here. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I, I, I do see both sides of it, man. Now, do you think that, um, <laughs> do you think Watts got in there and took one look at Raven and was like, no, that's not going to be my champ? I, I wonder the reaction that a guy like Bill Watts had the first time he saw that gimmick and what his exact response was. I feel like it was something that neither you or I could repeat. I believe it started with something of, well, we're not going to have our light heavyweight champion spew all this. Maybe I was also thinking like, um, the F word, like, he looked at him as like a sissy and a oh a British um, cigarette. Yeah, like I, I I thought maybe that like he was. I like, think he saved that for Johnny B. Bad. Maybe, but like I feel like he looked. See, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Like Scotty Flamingo's gimmick is weird. I find it amusing, very amusing. We laugh our ass off at it, boy. Johnny B. Bozo the clown. Like we we think it's funny, right? But at the same time, I like, guarantee I feel like you, a, Bill Watts did not find it amusing. Right. I can I can imagine like Watts is like, what is this sissy bleeping bleep? You know, like I feel like that's that was his reaction to that. I feel like Watts was really amused and liked Johnny B. Bad though the first time he saw him. I, I don't know that for a fact. Maybe he did or didn't, but I feel like the Raven, I'm sorry, Scotty Flamingo character would get a lot more blowback from a guy like Bill Watts. Maybe even like Watts is like, all right, Dusty's vouching for, for Mero. So I'll let him have that one, but I can't have this clown over here. Have my light heavyweight title. That's that kind I, of my that feeling I, that I don't want to have in the first place, but since we're going to have it, 
Yeah, that's kind of my feeling too. That's a good point you made because like Dusty liked Johnny B. Bad. So if if Dusty can kind of get in Watts' ear and say that, then he can he can be the you know do the sales pitch for a guy like that. Whereas I don't know, just I feel like Watts looks at Scotty Flamingo and is like, "What the shit are we doing here?" Now I don't feel that way, but I feel like that's something Watts Watts thinks. So uh, another feel, note too: well, Brad Armstrong like- was a North American heavyweight champion at one point in Mid South. So. You're also yeah. talking about a little bit of history from Watts and Brad. Sure. And then I feel like Watts didn't need to go in hard on the WWF there because he had the championship changes to prove it. But whatever. I don't mind it. Fuck That's him. just Bill Watts. He He's... You know, I, I tell... A, all the time I'll talk about, you know, people who can sell and no sell, but Bill Watts is not the type of guy who can no sell anything. Now, you know, Jim, I, you know, I saw the last uh, episode of the W this other promotion and, uh, you know, then I went and read the good book. <laughs> I'm not going to what you do. We've already Come litigated on. Bill Watts. <laughs> All right. I like to watch right, men um, fight in their underwear and read the good book. Well, we just watched the opening match, which was Barry Windham and Dustin Rose versus Tracy Smothers and Ricky Morton. Mm. Watts brings up Dr. Death and Gordy not only beating the Steiners for the World Tag Belts, but they also knocked the Steiners out of the NWA World Tag Title Tournament. Then we got to listen to Watts explain his top rope rule. Watts says, and I'm going to go back to this match if you had time, Sam Summit, but Watts says, you can suplex a guy off the top rope. You can even slam a guy off the top rope, you know, like the Ric Flair type bump. The only part that is a DQ is if you jump off the top rope onto someone. That made it worse. Okay, Bill. Okay, Bill. Because that is so much more devastating, but it's such a dumb rule. Anyway, l- thoughts on that or the match that we just watched too? It's wrestling. If I have to think too hard about the rules, then we're doing something too complicated. Boy, you 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 didn't just say what Bobby Blaze always says. But Bobby used to say that. He said this on the show once or twice. You know, when Bobby gets in that mood where he's MF and everything, he's like, professional wrestling is, it's like if two fucking aliens flew down to Earth. And he's like, I see one guy beating the piss out of another guy. I shouldn't have to explain too much to the aliens what the hell they're trying to do here. One guy's just trying to beat the other guy's ass so you can be an alien from another freaking planet and know what's going on. You remember when Bobby went off on a tangent about that one time? Maybe it was just me. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen old Bobby in a while. He texted me uh, last weekend, sent me a message. Okay. It took me forever to respond because the damn text message wouldn't go through. But he texted me. I kept trying to send it. I turned the phone off, turned it back on, turned the phone off. So finally, after, like, I don't know, an hour of that, I was able to respond to him. But uh, he, he texted me. He, he's, he's doing all right. He's, well, yeah, so he's doing all right. I had no timestamps from this match. But the one thing I am thinking as I watch Morton and Smothers together is they're probably at this point. Hey, Jimmy, when are you going to start running? When are you going to start running, Jimmy? Well, Jimmy's running right now. No. Yeah, yeah, we're in 92. Yeah, Yeah, we're in 92. Smoky Mountain is in motion. 
hey jimmy get 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 together something for us as soon as we get wrapped up here we're going um we got to come over it's a mess over here yeah yeah I mean, it, yeah yeah well they they're not far off i mean both of them i know yeah they're they're not they're not far off from uh, smoking mountain you. yeah so, all right so Wyndham... Um, go ahead no i was just going to say you know, if Watts is going to do what he's doing here, he might as well give Jr. a night off. Let Jr. go, like, get, get do something else. So you you haven't watched Mid South week to week. That that's Watts on commentary. He he will spend all the time. And don't get me wrong, he he's good in Mid South with it because he knows all the storylines, and he's really 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 good about not only the storylines, telling you what's going on explaining the technicality of the holes like I, i'm not i'm not gonna crap on bill watts when it comes to that but if you're if you've never if you tune into this era and you're like why is he talking nonstop and why and why is jr not really saying anything that that's a bill watts thing and, and he is good at it in mid-south so i i will not you know i've been hard on watts lately since he came in i'm not gonna kick him in the shins for that or kick him in the ankles if you're half pint. Oh, man. All right, let's continue. Uh, Wyndham tags Dustin in, and Dustin hits a bulldog, and Wyndham and Rhodes win by pin in that tag match. We then immediately go to commercial comeback. It's Johnny B. Bad versus George South. Doc, any thoughts on Johnny B. Bad versus George South, who what, feels like it's been a couple months since we've seen him? Oh, I think it's been a couple of years. Nah, not a couple of years. He was... Back at one point, didn't you know, just came in did a did a little bit of enhancement work and then was gone right away. Oh, oh, well, yeah, is right. Um, did you see uh, Johnny B. Bad instead of going underage this time? He went to the to the fossil yard and gave some old grannies a kiss. <laughs> we are fascinated by Johnny B. Bad's entrances. <laughs> Look at that old woman. She got gray hair and everything. Gave her a kiss. Boy, look at she's got sudden, kids reaching over her. <laughs> Jesus. All of a sudden, God. it got wet down there for the first time since Stop I Stop it. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say wet down there since since Lincoln. That would have really been old. That's, that's right. impossible. I know. That's what would make it a joke. You idiot. All right. Uh, let's let's continue. Uh, what do you have, Johnny B. Bad versus George South? Nothing really. I mean, it was fairly quick. These are quick matches tonight. I think. Yeah, I we're remember. we're gonna we're we're moving through things uh, rather quickly. So, by the way, it's basically uh, eleven minutes after when Harper said uh, we'd be getting started. There you go, uh, Johnny B. Bad with a left hook, and he wins by pin, defeating George South. No surprise. I mean, we it is what it is, right? So we continue, Doc, after that rather quick match, and we go to video. T- I want to toot their horn here because Watts did tell us what happened in the intro, but we're going to go to some video footage of not only the light heavyweight title, but also the tag titles changing hands. So the first thing we go to is videotape footage of Brad Armstrong versus Scotty Flamingo for the light heavyweight title. This took place on July 5th, 1992. So if you remember... This episode was taped June 29th. This took place on July 5th. I believe they were even pushing this 
on the last show. So it's a you know one camera shot from the floor. So it's not like we're getting is that Hopper? Uh, no, that is uh, you uh, sending a message. Uh, it's one shot from the floor, and it's just the last minute or so of the match, Doc. Uh, Brad is going to block a suplex and counter it, and he hits the Russian leg sweep, and Brad ends up pinning Scotty Flamingo and wins the light heavyweight title. Like I said, only about a minute of it we get to see. Did you have any thoughts from the short clip that we got to see? Which, by the way, I was thankful they did air this. Absolutely, because this is what, you know, you get to see what happened. And... It's presented in a different way. It's a different way of looking at it. It's dark in the crowd. I love it. You can't see all those empty seats at the Omni. <laughs> um, I should have looked to see how many people were there. I didn't look beforehand. And, and my, my other note was this. For all the shit that Brad Armstrong's been through <laughs> in the last two years. Candy man. I'm happy for it. Get, get that man a title. Yeah. He's on. I don't want, I don't want to use. On. I don't want to use the term. He deserved it, but he, he got his flowers it. here. Oh shit! Why? Harper's on though. By the way, I know. I'm. I'm getting them on now. That'd be great. You should do that. Yeah, he deserved his flowers, man, for sure. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so Harper will see it as soon as he gets on. But yeah, Brad wins the light heavyweight title, and it was. It was. And then, and then Brad gets a, a promo. Yeah, yeah, we get a get a quick Brad promo. What's up, Hopper? We're in the middle of the show already. Hey, hey. We were uh, just reviewing Bill Watts at the beginning of the show. Broke down that Brad Armstrong won the light heavyweight title from Scotty Flamingo, and we were just watching Brad win a title in WCW. You damn right. About damn time, huh? Yeah, the candy man. So. Just to give you some perspective, too. So we're not going to record for a couple of weeks. Um, Jesus. But the, the next time we record, this is the actual go-home show for the Great American Bash 1992. So that's uh, just to give you some perspective. But the next time we record, you're, you'll do the Great American Bash with us. So it's not like we're going to do it on a day where you can't make it. God damn. Yeah. Why? Because uh, I'm going to be out of pocket with my wife's surgery coming up. And we recorded a bunch of stuff because... I don't know when Pop Pop's going to kick the bucket, if we're being Whoa. real. Damn, dude. Uh, is that bad? Well, I mean, he's got cancer, and it's... Fuck. It ain't good, you know? How old is he? Um, 71 now, I think. Damn, man. That's not old enough. No. Yeah. No, it's not. We we will always say that, because we're, we're, we're getting up there. You know? Yeah. So we, we kind of like did a bunch of recordings and bunch of stuff uh, to. This is actually Harper. The last show of 2023. Yeah. This comes out the week between Christmas and New Year's. Jesus. Yeah. You should be used to this. Wildcat so recorded stuff that like didn't air season. for. <laughs> yeah. You should be used to this to go. I don't even want to hear him complain. You know Why? Wildcat right. was airing shows three years old look, look, on look. on UPN. I'm just going to let the uh, listeners know, today is September 14th. <laughs> oh, they they know okay. better. We already told them it's right before We've Thanksgiving. We've been educating the audience on this journey. Yeah, come on. 
This is hilarious. Oh, man. Okay. So Brad just won the title. Uh, we're going to play his promo, Harper, and then we're going to continue with the rest of WCW before we do that wrestlers episode we were talking about last week. All right. Uh, here's Brad Armstrong. See what he's got to say after winning the title. That's it. The light heavyweight title has come home, and Brad Armstrong is a proud man to be standing here with it. You know, I've been in this king of sports for 12 years now, and it's been a long, hard road. I had a lot of good teachers and a lot of tough opponents. I couldn't have had a tougher one in Scotty Flamingo, but I brought the gold home, and I'm mighty proud to have done it in my hometown, Atlanta, Georgia. So whether I have to go to Japan or defend this or to go down to Mexico, it doesn't matter, but there's a lot of competition that's coming right here to World Championship Wrestling, and Brad Armstrong is glad to be right in the thick of things and wearing this title and wearing it proud and upholding the WCW. Again. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on Brad Armstrong's promo? Nothing wrong with that. It was a white baby face promo. I don't know why everybody's always down on him. Yeah. Why everybody's I mean, he said Brad. everything, but, like, y'all bring the babies down front for dedication. <laughs> you know, we're going to have a, a meal after the service next Sunday afternoon, a potluck in the, yeah. oh, boy. In the hall. Watts would have loved that, too. Well, we're all going to open up the good book to the to uh, Leviticus Jeez. and uh, read a few yeah. things. Deuteronomy. Hopper, we didn't really talk to you because you hadn't been on the main show a lot. But while we're watching the Steiners versus uh, Gordy and Doctor Death from the Omni, what what did you what did you think of uh, what did you think of Watts's uh, rules top rope rule and. All of but it's it's it gives him something to, an extra tool for the oh, heels Jesus. to cheat. I can't That's the whole you. point of it. So dumb. That's the whole point of it. So you're defending this bull crap? I'm telling you why he did it. Okay. I didn't ask you to tell me why. I know why he did it. Are you defending it? Do you think it was a good idea? I don't mind it, but the problem is by this time, it, it, the tell audience me you're old telling has, me you're been, old. has been programmed that like everyone does shit for the top ropes, though. Now, if it was maybe 30 years ago, but now, I mean, everyone's seen people jump from the fucking top rope now. So, and Cactus is still working around it by doing cannonballs. And so, like. On the outside. Are the Steiners going to better do that finisher for the top rope? If the they ref's can. back is turned, yeah, they can. It's it's not coming off the top rope to do it. You can do moves from the top rope. No, see that's where it gets uh, confusing. Wait, because we just okay, okay, we just heard okay, so we just heard him at the beginning. This is this is this is like attempt number two or three of Watts trying to describe the top rope rule. He says in the intro or the first match when he's on commentary, so. You can suplex a guy off the top rope. So like Barry Windham's move, you could do. You can even slam That's a guy. Bullshit. Hold, let it me finish. All or none. You can right. even slam a guy off the top rope. So like Ric Flair's move. Remember when Flair used, you know, the bump he takes off the top? Right. Uh-huh. The only part, he his exact quote was, the only part that is a DQ is if you jump off the top rope onto someone. This is why I don't defend it. It is stupid. He can't even figure out his own hypocrisy with the top rope rule. So what that you the top rope with like a double axe handle. You're making my point. You're making my point. Because here's the problem when you say no top rope, but then you give all these goddamn qualifiers. 
that's bullshit. at what point is the at what point do you go oh oh, oh what well what if and what if no we don't need no what if that's too complicated too many goddamn rules well, what it's if like the ball when was moving before the knee came down but he still had possession no it's like when Steve Harvey and Kings of Comedy, Kings of Comedy was like, I don't do rap, rap concerts. And he's like, and he's like, you want to know why? Too many goddamn instructions. Wave your hands in the air. Do this. Scream. Somebody say, oh, yeah. No, motherfucker. I'm paying $55.50 for this ticket. You scream. Too many Fuck goddamn rules. Too many, I know. Too many goddamn rules. Like, if it's going to be off the top rope and it's illegal, it's off the top rope and illegal. Don't come up with, well, you can suplex the guy and you can even slam a guy off the top. The only part that's a G- DQ is if you jump off the top rope onto someone. Because, see, then you're going to have somebody say like you, well, if you do a double axe handle, you're not jumping onto someone. You're just kind of hitting somebody. No, it's too many goddamn rules. It don't make no yeah. sense. It's I don't like dumb. the patent being fucking taken away. I think that's kind of dumb. I, know that I don't care about that. It's fucking molasses. Well, I mean, it's 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 fucking thick as fucking paper, but it, it it's it's still better than fucking landing on a fucking concrete floor. We didn't have mats when I was on the indie, so I, I'm oh, fine. Oh, you fucking tough guy, you fucking dork. Well, I can't help it if I'm talking you. I mean, I don't know what you want to say. Is that is that what's holding up this flamingo match and Wildcat? Is that you y'all can't come to terms on the on the contracts because you you want no mats on the floor and and Luke is trying to tell you that it's twenty twenty four now and you can't Hopper. do that shit. Did you listen to to when he was on the show, Hopper? He, he's still he's still begging me to have a match. Like, dude, I cannot. I'm not doing it, man. He's like, well, we could do this. I'm like, bruh. Devin, you you you're ribbing me at this point, okay? No, no, no. I'm being dead serious. Just challenge him to a spelling bee. He's <laughs> asking that real good. I don't know. I can spell pretty good, man. This shit might take all night. He, he's from Chalmette. Trust me, I have the yeah. leg up. All right, let's continue. So we go to videotape footage of Steve Williams and uh, Terry Gordy versus the Steiners winning the WCW World Tag Titles. <laughs> I had that timestamp, and I wanted to mention it as he did it. Look, first off, Rick Steiner makes the hot tag to Scott. Scott comes in, and he just starts tossing Terry Gordy, who's a big man. Look at that yeah. drop kick. Here's the toss. Yeah. Overhead, belly to belly. Look at that. He tosses this huge man. Clocks moving great, man. Yeah, he's he's in good shape. You can't really real good, and you can't tell here because the lighting is dark. But he's 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 in great shape right here. I mean, he's I mean, Doc and I said he's trim, but he he's like doesn't have a lot of baby fat. He is in excellent shape. So, Doc, did you have anything from this? Man, my notes were that Gordy was bumping his ass off in this match. Yeah, for real. And that Watts called it a play at one point on commentary. Um, That's what he calls it. Watts always calls it that. I said, I, I said this last week when we talked about it in last week's show. If these four guys are wrestling in this time frame, I'm for it. Yeah. Look at that. Did you see that just now? Yeah, that, yeah, that was a great spot. Look at Rick. So. It was like a white Mike Tyson. <laughs> 
Scott Steiner hits the finish is Scott Steiner hits the Frankensteiner on Gordy, who takes it great. Come just shoot right yeah, away. And then Scott is sitting on Gordy, like almost for a pin, and Dr. Death comes in <laughs> and takes his goddamn head off as he's sitting on Gordy. And Look at this. Scott did a good job of getting his feet out from under so that he didn't get tearing knee up there. Yep. Getting One, two, back. three. Gordy and Dr. Death win the WCW World Tag Titles from the Steiner Brothers. We also, we and, also uh, have a promo after this. And all I want to say is, boy, it would have been, I, I can't lie. We, we said it was fine for them to show the clip of this, but it sure would have been nice to see this whole thing in person. What y'all think? Of course. Yeah, yeah. but I mean. Such is life. Yeah, because yeah. I was watching something else besides this. I, I tell you that. In 92? Yeah. I didn't know. I, I think this was going on in fucking 92. Harper yep. was watching. Harper was watching Headbangers Ball, mad that hair metal was getting replaced by grunge. Yeah, somebody tagged Ricky Rackman in the post that I put on the Facebook page, not group. I put it on the official BTC Facebook page. Somebody tagged Ricky Rackman on Facebook and said, "I never knew you did a a, a wrestling program." And I'm waiting to. S- I, at this time, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, if he responds, I will mention it. Um, all right, let's, let's go down to let's go down to Williams and Gordy cutting a promo after they won the titles. Here it is. You know, we always give credit where credit is due. The Steiners are one of the greatest tag teams in the world. There's no doubt about that. But like I said before, this is not Michigan. This is not college. This is professional wrestling. This is not that you're with the big boys now, Steiners. And we proved it. We have got the biggest prize in professional wrestling right here. The WCW World Titles. We ain't finished yet. We're coming after the NWA World Titles. We're going to get them. We're going to conquer the world in tag team wrestling because we are the greatest tag team in professional wrestling. Oh, right, Doc? Daddy. This you is not what? college, is it, Doc? I can Doc? hardly wait. I can hardly wait to get back to Japan and let all the people see who really is the world heavyweight champion, tag team champion, Daddy. Let the USA Today write it up. There are fireworks all around. Fourth of July, it's not over for us. It's right here. We're the champions. You know, the sad part is uh, their WCW run is not very lengthy. Damn. Yeah, I won't say when, but it ain't very lengthy. And uh, there's that. So you heard him talk about the NWA World Tag Titles. That's because the rest of the NWA World Tag Title Tournament is at the Great American Bash. So they are going to go for them at that show. You know, they're, uh, they're already looks like the, Dick Cheney, huh? I never thought of it till you said it. What do you think, Doc? Sure. <laughs> I love Gordy, by the way. God almighty. Just, I told you, and I'm going to whoop your ass and drink some beers. I like it. I like how he says professional wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> that's Because he always says it, if you notice it. You think back in this time, he's winning the belt, and and then when they get through with the promo, Michael Hayes is like, hey, Terry. Let's get the Freebirds back together. <laughs> He's like, no. I wonder. I wonder. You know why? Because 
I don't remember if Harper was on the show when we they had the Freebirds Enterprises segment and they had just won the U.S. tag titles again. Well, the last couple of weeks, Harper, they they have been pretty much burying, in my opinion, almost burying the Freebirds and like Hayes and Garvin in singles matches. They've like basically ate a couple of pins. Not even buried them, but they ate a couple of pins. And um, Watts also announced last week that the U.S. tag titles were going away at the end of this month. So whoever's the champion is just going to be the champion. There's going to be no U.S. tag titles. So like the writing's on the wall for Hayes and Garvin in terms of the Freebirds. And I wonder like at this time if Hayes was in Gordy's ear like that. Hey, man, you know. And the thing is like Watts, Watts made money with the Freebirds albeit a decade before in Mid-South. So it's just kind of weird how Hayes is just, he's not, he's basically going to get left behind. He's not leaving right now, but he's, he's getting left behind with things. So I don't know. I kind of think about that too. I could see it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you asked the question, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, the thing of it is, is they're making so much money in Japan that it's like, that's driving everything. Yeah, good point. All right, Bobby Eaton versus Michael Hayes. Larry Zabisco's on commentary. I don't have a ton from this one, Doc. What do you have? Man, Eaton kept eating uh, left hands throughout this match. Um, and just like you said earlier, that's two weeks in a row that Michael Hayes is just eating pins. He's not getting buried because, like, this is like an eight-minute match, so I don't, I don't want to give that impression. So he's not getting buried, but the thing is that makes it weird is they just became U.S. tag champs, and then the announcement came right after that, hey, the U.S. titles are going away, and now they are on these doing all these singles matches, and they're losing. And there's, there's no, no shame in losing to Bobby Eaton in, like, a nine-minute TV match, you know, but at the end of the day, you're still no longer – you're about to no longer be a champion and you're losing. There's that right hand. <laughs> they threw that Bobby soul. Well, so I'm with you, man, but it, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, that, that's but again, all I, got. I, I think, like I said, Hey, from what I understand, it was a cost counting measure when they eventually get rid of Garvin. That sucks. Yeah. So Hayes with two big elbows and then he goes for a DDT, but Bobby blocks it. And then Bobby Eaton hits Hayes with a neck breaker and uh, Eaton wins by pin. Larry Zbysko did mention getting back at the Dangerous Alliance. Uh, don't hold your breath on that one. Um, that's I like that thought. shit there. Like, all right, Garvin, we're going to have to let you go because we lost $12.6 million last year. Yeah, but I only make 250000 If we just cut your, you, you make $8 million. <laughs> Well, we're really going to miss you around here, Jimmy. Yep. <laughs> All right, the next match. Hopper hasn't seen this person in a while. We saw him last week, Doc. The Barbarian yeah. versus Randy Stallings. The Barbarian is back. Oh, wow. Um, See, I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, he looks good, too. He's in uh, good shape. Looks great. Was he here for, uh, for a while or what? Yeah, yeah. He's here for a while. It's not like a one-off uh, at this point. So, I don't know what kind of... Hey. I was trying to phrase it. Look at... God damn. Yeah, that's why I'm glad you're here. I don't know what kind of haircut this it's, Randy Stallings guy has, but Harper, Jesus I need your Christ. I need you to describe it. Looks like a mushroom, first of all. I thought and, that was Luis Macoli at first. 
No, no, that, no that's Randy Stallings. Oh, okay. Right. His finisher is the the rat tail from hell. <laughs> you got to explain why you see the rat tail from hell, though. He has a wedge. Back when I was bigger than the 90s, I had a wedge. Did you have a wedge, oh Doc? Oh, my God. No. Oh. I had the fucking V wedge. Oh, my God. And he's got a wedge with a rat tail. <laughs> God. Where do you find these white trash assholes? Every one of these motherfuckers looks like they've been, been like hanging out like at a truck stop at, at fucking two in the morning with a fucking six pack. What's wrong with that? Living the dream, brother. I mean, they all got a fucking rat tail or a fucking mullet. They're not crazy enough for the world of professional wrestling, but they're too crazy for the shoot job. Bruh, for real, dude. I don't know how that is. <laughs> well, Barbarian beats the piss out of him and then is going to hit him with the big boot like he always would. Barbarian gets the win. Right guy won. Randy Stallings. I don't know if we see him again. I'm sure we may or may not. It doesn't really matter. But him and his wedge mushroom haircut rat tail uh, eat the pin here, and that's that. And I got no other thoughts. You think he goes you into? Do. You think he goes into supercuts and says, "Can you give me the shithead?" Huh. <laughs> hey, give me the. Uh, dude, it's almost like a dickhead. Y'all like, got the trailer like, park. Look, all right. Yeah, I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. It comes with a free Big Johnson T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember those? If, you, if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> those shirts were everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. From there, we go to Greg Valentine. Oh, go ahead, Hopper. I didn't mean to cut you off. And a no-fear bumper sticker for the back of your fucking 86 Silverado. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, saw many of those in the South for sure. You saw it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just over repeatedly. You're like, all right, buddy, I get it. Yeah. Greg whatever. Valentine uh, cuts a promo. He repeats himself from last week. He runs down Dustin and Dusty Rhodes, calling Dusty a has-been and says Dustin is a snot-nosed punk. It's not bad. It's just literally nearly the exact same promo, and I got nothing from it, Doc, do you? I didn't know why we were doing this last week, and I don't care this week. Yeah. Next, we go to Dick Slater and Greg Valentine versus Brian Pillman and Big Josh. Um, this was pretty long. I, I don't know why we're doing it, but I'll throw to you. Yeah, it's like they took out Bagwell and put in Pillman, right, from last week. Pretty much. And it wasn't thrilling last week. <laughs> um, at least it's not Z-Man. Why do you say that? Why did I say that? Because he's the Z-Man, the sleep monster. The sleep monster. That's what I called him last week. And Doc was like, now you got to tell the new listeners who you're talking about. I was like, the Z-Man. So, Harper... What do you think Valentine and Slater smell like? Oh, boy. Like bad decisions. <laughs> like X, Y. Of... They smell like alimony payments. <laughs> what kind of cologne are oh, those two God. wearing? Probably something 
some old shit like English leather. <laughs> oh, that oh, what's that shit called? British sterling. Remember that? Mm-mm. Yeah. That was another cheap one. I think that's what it was called. Bro, I just remember like walking into back when we had K and B like drugstores and. Yeah. In New Orleans, I guess CVS bought them too, or Rite Aid bought them, and then maybe CVS bought Rite Aid. I don't know. Anyway, I remember walking in there and seeing that shit on the shelf. Mm. I was like, "Man, this is cheap." They still is at K and B. Which one? Like, like Brute or oh, or yeah. uh, one of the other ones you named? I, uh, maybe I'm misremembering. I thought I thought they had that in there. I'm like, this is this they probably did. Stuff. Yeah. British Sterling, bro. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, come well, on. Well, Slater and Valentine win. Doc, you got any notes from this one? Valentine won with an elbow. Yeah, he drops an elbow. I mean, it happens. Okay. The next match. Remember, we got this tag tournament still happening for the bash. So, Koloff and Steamboat are a tag team. So, we got Nikita Koloff and Ricky Steamboat versus... A gentleman by the name of Boomer Lynch and John Peterson. Now, Boomer Lynch, if you're a Mid-South fan, is Tom Lentz. Uh, that might not mean anything to you two, but anybody out there listening, they'll know who I'm talking about. He's trying to call us stupid, Harper. That's nice. I'm not Lance. I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, Lance has feelings just like you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, 1982 when I... Uh, SMU and uh, undefeated, they had one tie because, you know, that's how it was back then. Hey, in real time, in the real world, Lance needs to be upset. They need to get in the top 25 with that record they're throwing down. Where they at? are on a roll. I think they're 10 and 2 or some shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, They they should be, yeah. They're rolling. I mean, if not for uh, Tulane and UT... SA, I believe. SA, they, if, yeah. They, if not for them, like just basically mm-hmm. running through the conference, that you know, SMU would be in a conference title game. Yeah. In their last year in the uh, American. Where um, are they going? Doc, uh, SMU is going. Isn't they going to the ACC? Where are they going next year? Fuck, I don't know. I the don't ACC? care. ACC. I can't keep track. Hopper, legitimately, I can't keep track of it all of who's going the where. Atlantic, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah, we're Look on the, it SMU's on the I east think, side of the metro. They're on the yeah, east side of the metroplex. I mean, uh, is that any more absurd than more. USC going to the middle of the Midwest? I'm Earth confused here. So fucking, oh my God, bro. It's stupid. I totally agree it's stupid. This the the so conference. stupid, bro. They it's very to, dumb. SMU needs to replace either Texas or Oklahoma in the fucking Big Ten or the Big 12. UH and and SMU needs to replace Texas and Oklahoma. Fuck that. that. Let's put back the Southwest Conference and get that oil money running. You know what I'm saying? Boy, you ain't kidding. I'd love to see that. Everybody's Uh, wearing cowboy hats and JR and shit. That'll be fucking badass, huh? Just fucking Earl Campbell walk by. On his walker. We get a couple of Von Eric's back from the dead. We're going to fucking resurrect this place. That's right, damn it. Dude, those would have... Or if you could take... If you could... If you could take... Like... 
the playoff system now, but have all those old conferences the way they were back then? Somebody would get knifed each and every Saturday. I looked it up just now. Yes, SMU, I thought it was they are going to the ACC next year. Jesus Christ. It's a Harper. It is. I remember at one point at the beginning of this football season, I kept like seeing like reports and I go to ESPN.com and I'm like, I'm like, I can't keep track of it all. And none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. It means nothing. Because I think Cal and Stanford are even going to the ACC. Well, that, well, they, they, uh, that, the, the, no, 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 that's wrong. That's wrong. Is, is, is going to be gone. That's what I'm saying. You're saying it don't make sense. None of it makes sense. It, 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 uh, it's all dumb. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. See, I wouldn't be surprised if they joined the fucking Mountain West and the Mountain West becomes a, a, a Power Five uh, conference. It's all dumb. None of it makes sense. Um. All right, Doc, any thoughts on Steamboat and Koloff here? I don't really have anything. They're going to win, obviously. Boomer Lynch was a nice little – he had a nice little look he was throwing down. Other than that, I didn't have much. Yeah, he's actually – like I said, he's not bad. Look, Bill Watts wouldn't book him in Mid-South if he was terrible. So, actually, I shouldn't say that. There were a couple of hand, a handful of enhancement talents that sucked, but that's that. All right, so Koloff and Steamboat win. From there, we do get a, a recap of – a bit of a recap of the NWA World Tag Title Tournament and the teams that are left that will be competing at the Great American Bash, where you can only hear us review at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, Watts and JR then talk about Sting taking on Vader at the Great American Bash pay-per-view for the world title. And Watts says this is the premier world ta- world title match of the year. And uh, he is very excited as they run through that. And um, Doc... I got a feeling it's going to be a good night for you when Vader battles Sting at the Great American Bash pay-per-view. I can't wait for it. Unleash the power. We then go to Jesse Ventura and Eric Bischoff who preview the match between Vader and Sting. And Jesse predicts that Vader will win because he has a size advantage. Bischoff then throws the footage of Vader. They come back to Jesse and Bischoff and Jesse says... Vader has speed, and he also has Harley Race in his corner. And then we see several clips of Sting defeating Flair for the title at the Great American Bash in 1990, and Sting beating Luger at Super Brawl 2 just a few months ago. And then more footage of Sting and Vader when Vader attacked Sting and hurt his ribs. And, uh, yeah, that was that. Uh, any thoughts on all of – Jesus, they, those replays went on for freaking ever. Forever. Uh, Harper. Have you seen the Super Invader yet? I, you, you've missed I saw him several on a shows. Pay-per-view. That's right. Well, that's the only time I saw him. That gotcha. That, that slow match. Um, I'm gonna play this promo. It's not long, Doc. From Harley. You all right with that? Oh, I guess. Here it is. Race. Listen, 24 hours away from the showdown, the rematch everyone's waited on. Big Van Vader and Sting. Let me tell you something. Mr. Ross and Sting, the myth of Sting is coming to an end in less than 24 hours. Van Vader is going to be the world's champion. He already in the minds of most people is, but he will have the goal in less than 24 hours. 
And I'll tell you, Sting, that your days in wrestling are only 24 hours long. That's one day. You're going to end your career when you step in the ring in the bash with Big Van Vader. He's coming after everything you possess. He owns you, Sting, and you know it. He is going to be world's heavyweight champion, whether anybody in the WCW likes it or not. And that goes emphatically for myself. I've been there, I'm taking him there, and he will be in less than 24 hours from this moment, world champion. I don't know. I wanted to play it because I feel like he, he was doing a really good job of selling the pay-per-view that airs tomorrow night uh, that we're going to review. So I thought it was good. Doc, your thoughts? It was all right. Excuse me. Harper, what did you think? Uh, did the Masked Invader say anything? Whatever his name no. is? No. Although okay. we did have a good time. Doc, do you want to tell Harper what you called him on? Was it last week or week before that? Oh, Ray? <laughs> he was he did a darren bit he's like ray i'm sorry herc i'm like you mean a super invader and i'm like well would you go to high school with him i mean oh you, his name's ray oh, oh ray. What the fuck, Harper? ray poor ray poor ray hopper can you do it again what did darren say why <laughs> you know who had the best gimmick ever Callaway. <laughs> Go ahead, reenact it, Hop. Now I was like, who? He was like, Callaway. I was like, who the fuck's Callaway? He was like, The Undertaker. He goes, Fucking Mark Callaway. I was like, You mean The Undertaker? Well, yeah. I'm like, What the fuck are you fucking talking about? That's like, right. It's like, Fuck it. I don't care what anyone says. Terry Beleva was the best wrestler. I'm like, who? You mean Hulk Hogan, motherfucker? What the fuck? Uh. <laughs> Balea. Mm. Balea. Whatever. What do you think about Balea? Balea. Who? What do you think about Balea? You go to high school with him? <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. While we continue along, the next match is Ron Simmons versus Mark Canterbury. Got a quick one here. Backdrop by Simmons. Then Simmons hits Canterbury with a power slam. Simmons is going to win. Nice drop kick right there as well. Doc, any thoughts on this? Is this Godwin's first match in the in the Fed for us? No. 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 He, he came in when you were on hiatus. No. Yeah. Did you know that um, while Bill Irwin is still in the promotion, I looked that up the other night. Is he? I couldn't remember. Yeah. So he's yeah. still doing shows. That's yeah. That's tremendous in itself. <laughs> it is. He's getting paid. Damn. Yeah. He's under contract. Yeah. Fuck. Well, do we know he's, if he's under contract or if he's? Right, I don't know if he's under night, contract, night but he's still with the Fed until sometime in '93. That's incredible. You know Barney. Bob yeah, Barney. Barney. <laughs> Oh my God! We're calling people by first name now. I would say Chauncey, well, but everybody called him Chauncey in World Class. They would chant Chauncey at him. Uh, so that's kind of not inside baseball. 
Man, Ron Simmons is over right now. Yeah, he's over. And he picks up the win here with ease. And I didn't have any other thoughts, Doc. Did you? No, it was pretty quick, and he's pretty awesome. Yeah. So then the last match on the card before we wrap things up is Sting versus DDP. Yes, they send Sting out there to to take on DDP uh, right before his world title match at the pay-per-view. Sting basically runs Diamond Dallas Page into the corner and then hits Page with a Stinger splash, followed by the Scorpion Deathlock, and Page gives up and Sting is going to win. Doc, any thoughts on that before I wrap up the show and we rate it and hand out the 2-2 award? Yeah, a couple quick things. One fourteen twenty eight. I have a timestamp. All right, let's go. Did uh, Sting almost drop DDP there? Because DDP's a big fella. I see. He's tall. Um, he's lifted him up, so. and he's no, nah. no. Nah, he didn't either. start losing him on the way over. I don't think so. Okay. It didn't look like Paige was dead. There I go, Paige. Come on, <laughs> He went to high school with him? Um, it didn't look like DDP at any point was like in danger. Like, okay. Even when he first picks him up, it feels like he's got him and doesn't look like he's about to drop him. Okay. Um, Hey, this would have uh, been headla- headlined to WCW pay-per-view in about six years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? True, huh? That's nuts, just to think about that. Like This uh, dude's going to yeah. be world champion one day. For real. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts? Any other thoughts, though? No, I don't think so. So Watts wraps up the show and sells us on buying the pay-per-view, the Great American Bash 1992, and then there's a final ad that plays as we go off air. So next time you hear from us... We'll be on Patreon if you're a patron. If you're not one, become one by going to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You can hear all of our WCW pay-per-view reviews, including, obviously, this one, 1992, along with uh, all the other stuff we've been doing on Patreon lately, like wrestlers on uh, from from Netflix, the docuseries. We've been reviewing those. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Best way to support this show. We don't do ads, so that's the best way to support us. Because we don't get any of that ad money, which is drying up in podcast land. Anyway, mm. Doc, everybody's let's rate figuring it. out it's a, everybody's figuring out it's a fugazi. Mm. What's that? Podcast ads. Oh. It, it's it's not it never one. It's not lucrative. It's one. It's not lucrative, and let's be real. All the podcasts really? both of you have listened to, it's it's not very lucrative unless you're unless you unless you're doing millions and millions of downloads. Right. It's like not very lucrative. Right. Yeah, like, you know. But what I was going to say was, um, I don't want to get in a long discussion, but how many things have you bought that you heard on podcast ad? Dude, that's what I hate about YouTube. When those ads, who in the fuck is, when that ad pops up, oh, you know, I, I should buy that. No one, that one fucking person has looked at a YouTube ad be like, oh, you know what? I should buy that. No one yeah, has. Don't discount the saps of the world. I don't know, bro. As soon as I, 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 I just look at the countdown. Five, four, three, two, skip. I don't care what it is. Hmm. All right. Well, Doc, let's rate it and hand out a toot toot. What are you going to rate it? Uh, not as good as last week. No, it wasn't yeah. as good. No. I'm going to give it just a straight up middle of the road B. 
I'm going to give it a B as well. Harper, you were here for part of it. What are you giving it? I give it an A. Because <laughs> he was only here for part of it. Yeah, I love it. Perfect episode. <laughs> toot toot award time. Doc, who are you giving it to? I know it's going to be the same person or people as I do. Terry Gordy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't give it to anybody else. Maybe you could give it to the highlights of the match because it was four big bastards just killing each other. But Gordy for sure. Like he he that that promo was excellent and him taking those bumps in that match was great. Who are you giving it to, Hopper? Do you Gordy? Oh, yeah, Monty Gordy, yeah. Let's give one to Gordy. All right. All right. On that note, that about wraps things up for this week. We hope you have a happy new year and you had a good Christmas or the twenty fifth if you don't celebrate Christmas, but have a happy new year. Don't do anything stupid. Don't go blow your you know, fingers what? off uh, shooting fireworks. Don't blow your brains out for sure. Don't do that. Um, yeah, don't do nothing stupid. Just go have a good time. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber or Lyft if you're going to drink. We don't. We need all of y'all coming back in one piece, and we need everybody on the road coming back in one piece. So, happy new year, degenerates. And, Doc, you got any closing thoughts before we get out of here this week? I think you got it. Yeah. I hope you have a all good right. Thanksgiving. Wait, what? Oh, that was over a month ago, Hopper. That's old. That's old news. Bro. Yeah, that's old news. All right, well, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, Hopper, hit the tagline. Book it, bitch. Ho ho ho. <laughs>